started and we are going to be talking about hashtag Black Birders Week and Black AF in STEM. I want to thank you guys for joining us and being a part of um, In the Know with Cap Baba No podcast. So I do this podcast every week. I also do it live so that people on Facebook can join in. If you're on Facebook, make sure you share it, like it, talk about it. But I want everyone to have an opportunity to introduce themselves. So I don't know how you guys look on your Zoom, but I'm going to start with what's in my corner. So the first person is going to be Alex. Alex, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, so my name's Alex. I'm on Twitter at Nature Al, so that's N-A-T-U-R-E underscore A-L, that's Twitter and Instagram. I'm a graduate student currently at Georgia Southern University. Um, in the past, I've been a wildlife professional with uh, the National Park Service and the US, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, as well as a bat bi biologist in Malaysia. Hey, two snaps hey, in Malaysia. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so next we have Kaylee. Kaylee, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yes, hi. Um, my name is Kaylee. I'm a PhD student at the University of Georgia in Athens. Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, black underscore ecologist. Um, so I am a disease ecologist. Um, I'm currently working on gut bacteria of insects that spread disease. Um, but previously I've worked with marine mammals. Um, I've done some work in aquariums and the San Diego Zoo. Uh, so I'm kind of like, <laughs> my background is a little bit all over the place, but um, I'm kind of uh, honed in on disease ecology right now and I'm excited to be here. Welcome, welcome, thank you. I'm gonna give you two snacks too, okay. All right, we're gonna go to Sasha. Sasha, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, um, I'm Sasha, uh, Sasha. Um, I'm, Sasha Mel underscore melanated on Twitter. Uh, I am a undergrad student here at Mississippi State University. Uh, I'm animal and dairy science. Uh, my background is kind of all over the place too. I've worked in animal shelters, uh, the Jackson Zoo, clinics, stuff like that. Uh, main goal is to be a veterinarian that specializes in animal reproduction. Okay, okay, I'm loving it. I don't know if you want to snaps, I'll do one of these. Okay, um, Tyler, you're next. Tyler, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Tyler. I'm um, at Maliferosity on Twitter. Um, I'm a, I guess I'm a, I, what do you call when you have your master's? I, I just defended my master's about two weeks ago uh, in entomology. Thank you guys. Um, uh, uh, where I studied uh, pollinator nutritional ecology. So I looked at uh, the pollen that uh, honeybees bring in. Um, so like how it varies in nutrition and um, how those variations can uh, impact honeybee colonies. Um, did my undergrad at Georgia Tech where uh, I was a part of the Georgia Tech Urban Honeybee Project. And I was in high school before that. So very short uh, scientific career. <laughs> okay, no worries, no worries. Thank you for joining us. Um, Let's go to Cassandra. Cassandra, let's talk about you a little bit. Um, I'm Cassandra Ford. I am a PhD student at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette, and I study electric fish, and I'm also an amateur birder. Um, uh, so my PhD research is looking at how the shape of a fish's skull influences what it eats and how it eats it. 
Amazing. I love it. Okay. Okay. Moving right along, Sheridan, let's talk to you. Tell us about yourself. Yes. Um, so my name is Sheridan Alford. I'm a current master's student at the University of Georgia. Um, I'm studying ass assessment of African-American involvement in bird watching, um, looking at some of the deterrents and how organizations can mitigate those issues. Um, I am a birder by hobby and passion. And yeah, all my social medias, I have a YouTube channel, um, but they're, they all are under Beanie Jean. Um, so yeah. Awesome, awesome, welcome, welcome. Okay, next we have Armand. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Armand. Uh, you can find me at, at Devonian underscore one uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and uh, like Tyler, I'm a recent, I recently defended my master's degree in biology. Uh, I studied an endangered species of turtle um, and I looked at their blood physiology and their spatial ecology. Um, and I did that at the university, sorry, Loyola University, Chicago. That's where okay. I currently am. Uh, have my undergrad in uh, environmental science from Xavier University. And previous to grad school, I've just been a traveling technician. I've worked with birds, mammals, reptiles, and uh, now I'm looking for work. So <laughs> that's Good my luck story. with that. Good Thank luck you. with that. Um, let's go. Uh, all right. Ashley, you are next on the list. You want to tell us a little about yourself? Hi, Ashley. Hi, everyone. Um, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at the wildlife host. Um, and basically, like, I'm a science communicator. I love talking to people about wildlife. Um, it's just something that I decided to do one day because I really enjoy it. I've studied environmental science in the past and I don't know. It just really captures my heart to share that passion with people and to educate them about conservation. Okay, okay. Thank you for joining in. Um, our next person is going to be Jason. Jason, let's talk to you and give us a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Jason Ward, I'm born and raised in the Bronx, New York. Uh, I'm a lifelong animal nerd, and I'm a science communicator, uh, not a member of academia in any stretch of the imagination. Um, and I currently host a show called Birds of North America that is two seasons deep, 20 episodes, and we're currently working on our third season. Okay. Okay. And how can anybody get to watch your show? There's a couple of ways you can watch it. I would say that the easiest way to watch it is just going right to YouTube and typing in Birds of North America. And you can mm -hmm. binge watch all of the episodes right there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Last but not least is going to be Doc McSippins. Want to tell us a little bit about you? Absolutely. Thank you again for having me on. Uh, I'm a biophysicist by training. Uh, I've spent most of my life avoiding what many of our uh, guests here have not, which is whole animals. So I've worked in cancer biology, chemistry, um, and uh, yeast. And I host a science podcast that's just aimed at highlighting other Black scientists and, and talking about science in a way that, you know, doesn't feel like uh, a tweed blazer with uh, <laughs> elbow patches. Um, and you can reach me and it's for me to answer all of your science questions at, on Twitter and Instagram on S-I-P-N-S-C-I-Pod. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. And 
Thank you all for joining in tonight. We're talking about uh, Blackbirders Week. And I guess I haven't introduced myself very much or very well. My name is Kat Bobineau. I have a master's in biology, which is a mixture, actually a mixture of biology and communications. I've worked with animals all through my 20s. And then I got into more science communication. And now I'm more focused on sharing everyone else's story because we realize when it comes to media, you know, there's always one perspective when it comes to science and they usually don't ask a lot of diverse people what's going on. So if you watch television of like TLC and um, Discovery Channel, it's pretty much a white person talking about science all the time. So I wanted to give a platform to everyone else and say, you know, we see you in science. What are you doing? And then also encourage um, other youth to say, oh, I see someone who looks like me. Maybe this is something that I can do. So that's my story. That's why I do what I do. Um, but we are going to be talking about birding. So a lot of you work with birds or amateur birders or are starting to do birding. So let's start with that and say, anyone want to answer, join in. But how did you guys get into that? How did we get started with this? Yeah, so I'll, go ahead. I was about to say, um, birding has all, birds have always been a fascination to me personally, um, mm -hmm. but I never considered birding as an activity per se until I went on my first bird walk um, in 2018, so fairly recent. Um, but since then, I have really identified birding as um, as something sort of a piece in you know my Black American life, um, but also it's been very eye-opening. Um, I've gotten to travel a couple different places, see some awesome birds, meet some awesome people. So it's definitely been a gateway as well um, as providing comfort for me. Okay, thank you, Sheridan. Alex, were you about to say something? Um, yeah, I was gonna say, birding for me, like I had an interest in birds when I was young, like seeing red-tailed hogs on like soar around my house and then going fishing and seeing the great blue herons there. And then, like, I actually got into birding, like, uh, as a hobby in college. Like, before, like, I would see birds, I would know what they were, um, or I would see them and go out and look them on the internet. But when college, I bought my first um, bird guide for my ornithology class um, since we had to. So that's when I first got um, into actual birding, and it's been taking off since. Okay, okay. Anybody else want to talk about their uh, enjoyment of birds? Sure, I can, I can jump in here. So I have been, uh, like I said before, a wildlife nerd my entire life. Started out with dinosaurs with me at, when I was around maybe five or six years old. And birds uh, kind of quickly became my favorite, um, partially due to their ability to just pick up and leave and find greener pastures because they have wings. And also, due to the fact that they are the only modern day dinosaurs that are still living today. Um, so as that love and, and just appreciation for birds kind of progressed as I got older, um, I joined um, my local Audubon Society in 2013. And that was around April and I attended a, a bird walk and I was just blown away by everyone's expertise and knowledge uh, of the birds that lived in the areas. And I wanted to be able to do that. So I downloaded apps. I um, went to YouTube and studied birds a little bit and I shadowed birders and eight months later I was leading that exact same bird walk. So 
I've been leading walks now for about six years. Um, that turned to me kind of jumping into science communication realm. And I've been uh, hosting a Twitter game called Tricky Bird ID, in which we focus on the specific parts of a bird and how to identify pretty much any North American species of bird. And, um, and of course, that transitioned to the show that I have, Birds of North America, as well. So my whole life is birds, birds, birds. <laughs> I see. And it's, it's interesting how sometimes we kind of just trip into what we are meant to do. So, yeah, I totally get that. I think, Ashley, were you about to say something you wanted to join in? I did. Um, it's funny because the first time that I went birding, it was with Jason. Um, and it was so much fun. Like, I've, I've loved animals, like, my entire life. And I had really started to, like, have an appreciation for birds after watching this documentary series, Life of Birds, but like actually going out with like people that you know to find these birds and like Jason is just so knowledgeable. Like he can just hear it and he can see it and just knows exactly what it is. And so it was just so much fun. And it really is something I like to do now. Awesome, awesome. Anybody else wanna add their two cents? Yeah. Um... Weirdly enough, uh, I've actually been afraid of birds like a majority of my life. <laughs> so one thing that I've learned just to stop a fear, you I learn more about it. And so I was just diving into the world of like learning about birds so I could stop fearing them because I had to work with them when I worked at the zoo. Uh, <laughs> and I actually found uh, Jason's uh, show and I was like, there are people that just go out and watch birds <laughs> um, and that was last that was last summer actually um and so now I have my own binoculars I go out to the farms like whenever I'm going out to like palpate some cows or something I'll usually go out a little bit early uh so I can see what's on people's farms or what's out in people's areas so yeah I I thoroughly enjoy it now and I'm no longer afraid of birds even though I've worked with like flamingos <laughs> that's awesome so Jason it sounds like you are getting a lot of people into the birding and starting to do more bird watch so you must have a very strong following I will admit I've seen your show so I follow as well um so that's cool Jason you're bringing everybody in that's the goal the goal I mean started I'm sorry um can you hear me well or is it your echo uh, we can hear you. Oh, okay, I'm sorry about that. Um, I feel like the, the goal there is, I feel like there's no use in having this knowledge and passion for it if you can't really just share that with other people and kind of infect them with that same passion. So I'm, I'm super glad to see that, you know, it's working. And, and now it's time for, for those people to pay it forward as well. Yes, absolutely. And uh, back to Sasha, what you were saying, I don't think I ever had a true fear of birds, but when you grow up uh, in the Bay Area and your school is literally on the water, you have a lot of birds, you know, coming at you at all times. Like your lunch is not safe if you're eating outside. So no, I didn't fear them, but I did respect <laughs> them. And I stood my distance from them and it was like, you know, if you got my food, then you can have it because I'm not going to fight you for it. So I've, yeah, another thing about birds, I like them, but when you have to take a school trip to, um, to, where, where are we at? 
oh my god I'm, I'm having having a brain fart excuse me guys i am also four months pregnant so i have been having a lot of pregnancy brain and so hey. when, you, when you take a boat out to the very famous prison that's right here in san francisco in the water and i can't Alcatraz. think of it yeah you you will get pooped on it's not no if ands or buts you will get pooped on when you're getting off that boat so I, I say that's good luck, so you know. Okay, I mean, you know, if that's <laughs> if that's how people feel, I will accept it. Yeah, <laughs> but I will say it's been like thirty years since I've been to Alcatraz, so <laughs> and I still remember getting pooped on. But um, we will continue talking about it. Um, I do want to talk about the other hashtag, Black AF in STEM. I want to see how do you guys feel about that hashtag and how it came about and. Are we rocking it now? Sure. Um, it started off with, so Jason not only inspired a next group of birders, he also had started this group chat um, with about, I think at the time it was about 90 plus members of just black scientists and black science enthusiasts. Um, I saw him tweeting about like a Jeopardy game one day. Um, I said, Jason, 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 I want to play. Please involve me. I want to be involved. Um, and he added me to the group chat and from there it just became um, about just, you know, camaraderie and I think community as black scientists and just as black people in a, in a world that, you know, doesn't really support us and, 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 and have our backs, I think it's important for us to have community and, and this was that. And from that, uh, we have people from different vis disciplines, we have economists, we have naturalists, we have um, ecologists, biophysicists like myself, biochemists, um, people from just various different disciplines. And, and, you know, it's about us coming together to share our experiences as black scientists and scientists enthusiasts. And uh, it's just been a really beautiful thing for, uh, for there to be a safe space for us to just talk about the things that we love that we may not get at our institutions. That's amazing. First of all, I'm terrible at Twitter, but Jason, I'm gonna need you to add me to this group so I could be a part of that as well. But um, yeah, that's amazing. Anybody else wanna talk about it? Talk about what's going on? Yeah, I think I could talk to or speak to the, the actual name like Black AF and STEM. Um, because of that was, of course that was the name of the group me, but then we were like, you know, are we gonna keep this name as the name of the Twitter page? You know, that's more public, that's out there. Um, but at the end of the day, we were like, not nah, like we're Black AF. And in STEM, so it, it's accurate. It is what it is, yeah. um, and it's like like somebody said in the beginning, unapologetically black. So it's it's gonna stay. I am not mad at all. Okay, all right. Yeah, and if I can jump in for a second, um, and I think especially like the black AF part of it, um, like I think probably all of us here can speak to. Too often we feel like we have to maybe like hide our blackness or like suppress it to kind of fit into especially academia but even just like elsewhere um so just like the name of the group is like no i'm black and that is a part of me and like i need to like express this part of like as i'm doing science so i like i love the name and i think it's like helping me embrace like my blackness in my very very white institution I get that. That makes that makes perfect sense. And sometimes we get uh, 
I'm not going to say lost, but sometimes overshadowed in our in our institutions. And, you know, when we find camaraderie, especially now in the age of social media, it's it's amazing to find people who are just like you and thinking like you. So I really enjoy that title. And I mean, there's a TV show now called Black AF. So why not? You know, why not? <laughs> yeah. I think that um, that was, you know, everyone so put it so eloquently when it came to the creation of the group. You know, we started it in uh, approximately around April of last year. And at the time when I first created the group need, there was about maybe 10 of us. Right. But we knew that, you know, more people would be added. And that was the, the goal. The goal was to allow everyone a place to be themselves, vent, be silly and not have to worry about faculty or bosses or potential future employers watching, right? Because we know how that goes when it comes to social media, everything is public and people are paying attention. So this is a place where all of that is private. And if someone annoyed you or got on your nerves, drop it here and let's talk about it. And you have a support system of people who look exactly just like you. I have breaking news though. We, uh, Anna, one of the group members just posted in the group meet that we are now Black Birders Week is on Wikipedia now. So, We're official, y'all. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Oh my God, I've been seeing posts all about. I think CNN wrote a, a thing about uh, Black Birders Week too. So yeah. it's been growing, 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 and more and more people are seeing it, talking about it, understanding it. So that's amazing. I will say, um, tech, I guess technically I'm a birder. Like I can tell if it's a bird or not. Um, and that's it. Um, but I think to speak with like, to the group, it's just having this community, especially when you're at an institution where you are likely the only one or one of two black people in your department and they still mix y'all up like it's hard. Um, it's nice to have this community. Um, like I even shouted it out Black AF and STEM in like my master's defense, so. Okay. <laughs> I ain't mad at that at all. How was the I reaction like though? I don't yeah. know. I think I was in a fugue state. I couldn't see anybody, so. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler said I said what I said. <laughs> Your the picture for the group might have been bigger than the acknowledgments for my committee, and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and it is like that sometimes, you know. We we can't be um we can't be silent on who we are, you know. We can't stop the fact that we were born black. We just have an interest in science. We have an interest in Twitter, and I'm not Twitter and birds, and you know what I'm saying. We're not gonna. Mm -mm. We're going to show that. We're going to be a part of that. So I'm not mad. Anybody else want to join in? Yeah. Um, so for me joining the group, like, I joined early on. And it was like the first time I'd ever really known so many people who love wildlife. Like, my whole life growing up, I was just always the one who really loved animals. And I mean, I knew other people who liked science, but not that part of science. And it was just like, I don't know. It was just the most beautiful thing, like knowing these other people, like feeling like, oh my gosh, there's other people who are interested in this. And I don't know, it's, it's like an unreplaceable feeling. I'm so glad that the group came into being. This I would have never imagined being a part of something like this when I was younger, but I wish I would have been. But it's possible now. 
Yeah, it's really cool that we, um, the next generation has so much access, so much more access than some of us might have had when we were going through it. But, you know, now there's so many things, like I tell students all the time, you want to find a mentor, go to Twitter, but make sure your Twitter looks good. Nobody wants to go and look at your Twitter and see some craziness, you know? We want to represent you just like you representing us. And But I always send them, Twitter, you want to find somebody in science? Twitter. You want to find somebody in geophysics? Twitter. You know, that that's where everybody is, so you might as well go. So I do want to remind everybody, we're on Facebook Live, and some, we've gotten some comments like, it's a blessing to see all these wonderful Black accomplished scientists. So that's amazing. Thank you. Somebody said, this is so cool. I'm loving it. And uh, I shared you all with my company and they're listening. So, hey, you know, I'm not mad. They're listening to the podcast. So thank you again for joining us. But um, we're going to continue our conversation about what we're doing in science. And I know that a big one of the biggest things is about being a birder, but you guys have mentioned so many other aspects of science and so many other things that you guys are doing. And I wanna ask you guys, how did you get involved in that? And how did that become your passion or what you wanted to do research on? I guess I can talk a little bit. Um, so I study fish. Um, I actually started my research career at my undergrad institution doing neurobiology research, um, but our research was on zebrafish. And so kind of my entire research career was focused on this like itty bitty little tiny cool fish that we were looking at like all aspects of its life. Um, and so when I was looking for grad schools, I decided to stick with fish because fish are amazing. Fish are great technically, if you think about it, um, <laughs> taxonomically, birds are fish too. So I love all fish, um, including birds. So uh, I've gotten involved with birds doing Audubon bird banding um, a lot here in Louisiana. So we go out to different parks and stuff like that, collect birds at uh, really early morning hours in these really cool looking nets. Uh, and kind of monitor their and track their life stages um, and their life history over different months and different years. Um, so that's kind of my experience with birding, but I probably wouldn't have gotten involved with that if I hadn't gotten into grad school where I currently am right now. So I'm kind of a bird and fish lover. Okay, sounds good. I think Sasha, were you trying to say something? Uh, yes, so I... My thing is uh, animal reproduction, which almost no one knows about or thinks about <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that I uh, look into is just uh, is sperm and how uh, we can better. I'm trying to explain it <laughs> without it sounding weird. Uh, it's just how we can better make sure it lasts longer, make sure it doesn't, like when we're, when it thaws out, when we're trying to artificial inseminate uh, an animal, it's not damaged or anything like that. So it's just, I just, I like learning about reproduction. And in the beginning, I was trying to like, just learn about, you know, um, on it on a human scale. And I was like, this is really boring. Uh, and then I found out that 
you know, kind of everything else kind of does it. Um, and it's everything else kind of does it cooler than we do. <laughs> so that's that's the reason that I am like very adamant about animal reproduction. It's just like once you leave outside of humans, it's just it gets fascinating. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna say it's fascinating with humans too. I mean, <laughs> myself. Um, but I, I get it with you know working with animals and uh, yeah. I think I don't think a lot of people know that like the AZA, the American Zoo Association, has a huge uh, directory when it comes to animal animal reproduction because they're trying not to cross or make sure that their animals are not reproducing in the same exact little pool. So it's this whole humongous thing that they do. So yeah, it's a lot that I don't know if people actually pay any attention to, but it's a lot. Um, Armand, were you wanting to say something? Yeah, I, I, no one has uh, expressed this yet, but initially coming into like undergrad, my initial goal wasn't to go into ecological science. My goal was to become a doctor. And it wasn't until my second semester of uh, biology that was less human oriented. So that's when you get into the more natural sciences that I uh, began to realize a lot of the issues associated with the world and ones that I actually cared about. Like it, it made me depressed for months for a lot of environmental ecological issues. And that's why I made a shift into the world of ecology. I got into research. Um, and then in 2013, that's when I had a a research program out in Kansas where I was working with small mammals and that was when I was first introduced to birding. Uh, very reluctant, I should say, this goes into your previous question. Because um, it was, I was literally the only, okay, one of two black people in that program, but the only person out on this prairie that was uh, working in this field. And it was just a bunch of white people on the field looking at birds. At first I didn't get it. And then even months after the program, I still didn't get it, but I still picked up the skills. And that's when I began to appreciate birds more and more. Um, but how I got to where I am and what I studied is I just enjoy um, one, getting outside in nature. Um, uh, there is a a particular book, maybe you all have heard it, is Song of the Dodo. That one has really inspired me. It was uh, about island biogeography and how oceanic islands, that has many consequences on how many species can occur on those tiny little parcels of land. And then you can relate that to urban landscapes. And me, being a problem solver, I uh, related that to, of course, like terrestrial environments and all different forms of taxon, not just birds, not just mammals, but reptiles. And it just came to a point where I was uh, introduced into a project by a previous colleague who was uh, eventually my future advisor on working with an endangered species. And uh, I was totally fine. I didn't care what the species was. I was curious about the question. Uh, endangered species in urban environments, of course, I'm all for that. Um, and essentially that's, that's where I am right now. I don't consider myself necessarily a specialist, even though most of my knowledge pertains around 
herpetology, the study of amphibians and reptiles. But uh, the, the questions that I'm interested in are more the, the spatial oriented ones involving what landscape is, how are the animals interacting with that landscape, how are humans affecting it, uh, and what complications may be involved in the future. Okay. That was a lot. But Sorry. Yeah, no, it was, it was wonderful, wonderful. You know, I, I don't, uh, I thought when I was younger, maybe like Sasha, I would be a veterinarian. So I've probably read up on all kinds of animals throughout my life. So I always say I, I, I'm a Jacqueline of animal knowledge. I know a little bit about a lot of things, but I don't know everything about one thing. So um, I always love hearing more and more stories about what people are interested in. I mean, that's the science behind the beauty of it. Um, anybody else want to talk about what they're doing and the science and how they got all up in there? Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, I actually, when I was growing up, I used to really want to be an archaeologist. Um, and seeing this group of naturalists talk about, you know, just their passion for birds, which is, you know, the, the, the modern life dinosaur has been, you know, just super reassuring and super refreshing. So as a kid, I wanted to be an archaeologist. And then I used to like go out in my backyard and like dig up bones and stuff. And I used to come in, and I used to scrape them with a little toothbrush. And I used to sleep with them. And I try not to tell that story too publicly because it's weird, right? Like, you shouldn't tell people you sleep in with random goat head bones. It's weird. It's strange, and it's not okay. Um, um, and somewhere along the way, I just, I, I just always had an affinity for science, and and that's what brought me to um, just a life of, of of just trying to know. You know, you mentioned knowing a lot of bit about uh, knowing a little bit about a lot of bit, and, and and just trying to find a way to do that, but on a tinier scale, a little bit more microscopic scale. Um, and so for me, that's how I got into science in the first place and how I got into biophysics was kind of a stumble into, you mentioned earlier how, you know, people just stumble into the things that they love. Um, I applied for a fellowship. I accidentally got into a lab that was doing biophysics. And for me, it was a lot of the things that I love about science. It's about trying to visualize these really high order concepts and trying to see and understand things that may not necessarily be tangible all the time. Um, and for me, that was it. It was this, this idea that I felt that I was in, on a top secret mission and I knew something about this top secret mission that no one else in the world knew. I felt like a spy. Like I felt, you know what I'm saying? Like I was like creeping in the shadows. Like I know this thing that no one else in the world knows. Um, and I think that that pursuit of a deeper understanding and kind of that uniqueness of our understanding is what draws a lot of people to science. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on the goat head part, but I will say um, it's not weird, you know, or at least not to me. But I, I know that I'm kind of weird myself, so maybe I'm not, I'm not good on talking about it. It's a little weird. It is a little weird, actually. If you feel any better, I have my wisdom teeth in a jar that I keep, so like, at least you don't still have the bones, and at least they're not human. I but they are mine. <laughs> I have my wisdom teeth in a little mason jar. Do you really? Mine, mine, are, mine are in a jar shaped like a light bulb. Because if I need a good I'm, idea, I just like shake my wisdom teeth. <laughs> 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 
I don't shake mine, but I have mine yeah. sitting underneath my kitchen sink right now. Yeah, I don't think you should shake it. Like, you don't want to destroy your, your what will be artifacts for somebody later in life. Um, so I wouldn't break what you are you've been saving for. Well, I don't know how long you've been saving it, but um, <clears throat> it's not weird, you know. Or I'm, I'm gonna say that it's not weird. It's a little. Weird. It's a little, it's a little, little bit. The bones are cool, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> bones are cool. Uh, no bones are cool I, I haven't slept with any of the bones that I've collected but I definitely do have a bone collection but I mean I also study skulls so yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I um so I was for my master's um I had a actually outside of school I had a man a teacher not a teacher a manager at my job whose dad was a teacher and when he passed away he had a whole collection of things in jars and so they were at my house for a while I ended up finding a lab to keep them in I mean I can't talk you know I had a bunch of things in jars that was literally by my bed for a while so I am not one to judge anybody um but we did have a question from um, from Facebook and it was is anybody on here into sea life I'm working with like marine biology or anything like that oh Sasha okay and Alex okay Alex, you go ahead. Tell me what um, you think. Yeah, I, I love sea life. Um, I have been working with sea turtles uh, the last two years. Um, before that, like, I always admired it, but I never thought about, um, like, working um, with sea life because I always thought you had to actually go out at sea. And um, I, I love being on the water, but um, I can't float, so I don't want to go out where I could fall in. Like, I can swim, but... If there's nothing to get there or I'm just gonna go away. So I, I've been working with sea turtles for, for the last two years. Um, before I started grad school, I've been working with the Kemp's Ridley sea turtle down in Padre Island National Seashore. And then um, last August, I actually started uh, a job on a boat as an endangered species observer. Um, so with that job, I would go out on a dredging boat. So during dred what a dredging boat is, they go out and widen or deepen channels, shipping channels, or if a hurricane or a new velvet uh, is gonna be built, um, they'll dig up sand and throw it back on the beach. So I am on the boat to make sure that they're not running into any marine mammals or coming in contact with them. And then while they're digging, making sure they're not digging up any uh, endangered sea turtles or Gulf sturgeons. So I'm just there uh, to pretty much protect the endangered species and report if anything happens and to, to kind of determine how it died, if it was from the dredge, dredging activities or if it was from another cause. Um, so yeah, I, I love sea life. Um, I, I, I love turtles. I, I just think they're so, so cool. I love how they are kind of just chilling in the water and like no care in the world. Okay, uh, Sasha, did you want to add into that? Talk about that a little bit. Um, I that was that was actually what got me into science with the ocean. I want I thought I wanted to be a marine biologist for <laughs> heaven knows how long. Um, but I did uh, work with otters, uh, beavers, uh, a lot of aquatic birds and stuff. Um, so. Uh, mostly it was just cleaning up their poop, but <laughs> you have, they have to be in a clean environment. So if you if you want to be a zookeeper, you have to understand 
you're going to have to be cleaning up a lot of poop. And that includes a sea otter room, which is very gross. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. That seems gross because, you know, animals, they, you know, they don't pick us one spot. So, you know, they just go where they go. And that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of cleanup. That's one of the reasons why I was like, I don't know if I want to work at a zoo because I know that that's a lot part of it. So kudos to you, Sasha, for doing that. Um, anybody, uh, Kaylee, I see. Did you want to say something? Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I actually, because um, some of my first research experiences was um, doing a lot of like whale watching and um, kind of like uh, whale and dolphin behavior ecology, um, which is uh, I would say similar enough to bird watching, but yeah, so I've done most of my binocular work like in the middle of the ocean, um, just trying to like listen for uh, like whales and dolphins coming up to breathe, um, trying to like identify them by uh, their fins. Um, but yeah, and then I also worked at a fish hatchery for um, about a year and a half. So we were, it was for a conservation um, organization. So we were raising um, white sea bass um, and then we were putting them back in the ocean off the Pacific coast to like help kind of restock their populations. Um, but yeah, so I, I've strayed away from marine biology. I'm, I work with tropical insects now, but hopefully um, <laughs> I'm trying to get back to marine life um, post-grad school. That's an interesting transition from marine to insects. But you know, you know, that's how it is, you know, and uh, I will say my second favorite animal is um, the blue whale because it's so big and yet we know like nothing about it. So that's my dream. My dream is to be on a boat and see a blue whale in real life. I don't know how that's going to happen. They're on the Pacific coast all the time. It's I, I've seen them off LA. So um, yeah, you can make it happen. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's all I, I mean, that's not all I want to do in my life, but that's one of the major things in my life is to see a blue whale because I'm like, how do we not know anything, not a lot, I should say, about blue whales? And it's like the biggest thing on the planet, but whew, I'm jealous. All right, Ashley, I see you. Oh my gosh. So sea life is the thing that just like other people, it really got me into um, sciences and wildlife like just seeing all the different type of fish and just all the different type of animals that live down there. It was always so much more interesting to me than like anything that lived on land because they function so differently. And that was just fascinating for me. And I mean, eventually I grew to love everything, <laughs> land animals included, but it was really the ocean that I really fell in love with. And I thought I was going to be a marine biologist for a while, but I just, I just appreciate looking at all of those things and learning more about them. But like you said, we don't really know very much about, honestly, really anything down there. We don't know very much about the ocean at all. But I still love it, though. Yeah, no, I love, love it. And I would definitely go on a boat if invited. So if you know anybody who is going on a boat, I will go and I will talk about it. But the person who asked about it, he said that octopus to him is the most interesting sea animal. He loves it. He loves octopus. So I do too. They're really good. And going way, way back, somebody said bones are great. They tell an untold story. So yeah. So when they find Tyler and Doc's bone teeth in jars in like 500 years, 5,000 years or so, they're going to say, oh, you know, this probably belonged to a humanoid. <laughs> You know, I'm not too famous. 
You want to be famous? Yeah, I think you should put your name on a paper or something in there so then they can look you up and be like, oh, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to like find you and you'll have a whole story in a museum with your two wisdom teeth or four wisdom teeth, you know, however you want to do it. But anyway, so what we are talking about with the Black Birders Week, and it's so interesting how this came about, but it brought so many people together um, with Black Birders Weeks. Have you guys been introduced to way more scientists than you even imagined possible? Because I have, I have. You know, and I think I only posted once on Twitter because again, I'm, I'm terrible with Twitter, but I've just been introduced to so much. And I want to see how you guys feel about that. This, this eye-opening moment in history with uh, Black Birders Week and this introduction to so many people of color in, in science. Sheridan, I'm, I oh. I'm sorry. Sheridan, you can go ahead. Um, no, I just think it's been, um, like you said, fascinating, but I, my favorite part about it all has been um, seeing the different generations kind of post their pictures. Um, I think it was you, Ashley, actually, um, who's posted about their grandfather, and they're like, sometimes it's good to just like, you know, you just sit out with your grandpa and watch the birds, um, or I've seen people post their kids and they go camping, um, so it's really just been great to see not only like the Black scientists, but just that first day, the hashtag Black in Nature, um, that was probably my favorite day just to see everybody's pictures and hobbies. And um, it's kind of like you knew they existed, like you know we exist, but not for real, not like that. Like they came out, they came out. So I love that part. Okay, okay. All right, Armand, what did you want to add to that? Uh, honestly, this has been mind boggling in terms of the opportunity to see how many people like yourself actually are in your field. It's embarrassing. If I were to give you a number, it's, it would be embarrassing. Uh, how many people I thought were of identified as black and were ecologists. Uh, reason being the last five years and the, all the jobs I've had between them, I've literally been the only black person in all of those, including my graduate program. I haven't interacted with many people my same identity in a very long time. So to one, be involved with this group, Black AF and STEM, and then see that all of that diversity and then like new people on Twitter after that first day was a, a huge shock to my system. A happy shock, but it was definitely a shock. Okay, all right. Cassandra, I see you, go ahead. Um, I would also just say that it was really inspiring to see so many people kind of engage with us. So even if they weren't scientists by trade or anything like that, they were taking the opportunity that we were throwing at them and being like, yeah, I'll go outside today. Like, I'm going to go and see if I can find a bird and post it on Twitter. Like, these are people that we'd never engaged with before. Suddenly our group has what is it, 20,000 followers on Twitter within five days? Like just this kind of engagement insane. with the public is insane and also super cool. Like I'm so excited that it happened. That's awesome, that's awesome. Anybody else want to add in, join in? How they feel? Yeah, I'll just um, repeat pretty much what Cassie was saying. It's like, it's it's very overwhelming, um, but it's very affirming. Um, 
it's definitely making me realize that maybe I should upgrade my phone because my notifications are killing it. Um, so I've just turned off notifications for like forever now. Um, but it's just been, it's been so nice just to see who is out there. Cause I feel like sometimes we do get sort of not lost, but we definitely do get isolated, especially when we're in places where we don't see people who look like us often. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to uh, see the platform grow exponentially and have so many people engage and say, yep, I like outside, I like nature, I like being a part of this, I like birds, you know, everything. And just to be a part of seeing all that is awesome to me. Um, but yeah, anyone else want to add in? Yeah, it's definitely amazing, like, um, especially like um, looking at the hashtag Black in Nature and Black Birds Week and seeing everyone um, come out and, and show support. And then like, I've been connected with people who are uh, also like Black in Nature who literally live like uh, like an hour, two hours away that I would have never known about uh, if the hashtag hadn't been made. And it's just crazy, like we're in a day uh, day of age now where we have access um, to the internet and we can uh, connect more easily, but we just got to put ourselves out there. And uh, that's kind of what like we did with um, Black AF and then Black Birders Week and Black in Nature. Um, so we put ourselves out there, let other people know that we're there, but now it's kind of like a, a connection point. And then like, we're trying to, I guess, um, boost and make a community. Um, so everyone else knows that, that we're out there. And, you know, I just like, I'll go back to reiterate, like Black AF is a family. Like, um, like when Jason started, like I was part of that. We started um, in April with like 10 to 20 members, and now we're over 100 people in the group and like coming together for Black AF and Black Birds Week. It was like we all pitched in. It wasn't like one person doing our work. Everyone pitched in, and so it was just kind of like pretty cool to see us all come together as as like a machine or a bird uh, with all different organ systems um, to make one creature. So it's, that's been beautiful. And I just shout out to Jason for uh, creating this group and um, just, I guess, like starting the wave that we're on now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I um, did get a comment. Somebody said their favorite birds are eagles, hawks, falcons, and hummingbirds. So. Yeah, I don't think we even asked that question. What is you guys' favorite bird? I'm going to just call people out because then I don't want people unmuting themselves and then everyone talking at the same time. So I go by what I see. So Alex, what's your favorite bird? Uh, my favorite bird is a penguin. Um, so I said this earlier in the week, like I love penguins because like um, they look like they're dressed in a tuxedo. And then also they're they're goofy and like uh, someone go sledding or tobogganing. So um, I like I like to think like how cool it would be like be at a black tie fair or formal and then just pull out a slip inside out your trunk and just start going downhill. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. Kaylee, what about you? What's your favorite bird? Um, I would say like generally pelicans um, as a former hopefully future marine biologist um, I love seabirds um, so uh, I would just say all pelicans uh, maybe brown pelican more specifically. That's cool I interviewed a, a woman not too long ago who works with pelicans in Louisiana 
and she loves it too. I just, I like how they, their throat thing works. It's cool. All right. Armand, what's your favorite bird? That's a very difficult question, but I'll have to go with uh, a Northern Mockingbird. That's my favorite bird. I enjoyed all the variations and calls that they make. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, Cassandra. Um, I would say a scarlet tanager. Um, it was I got to see one for the first time this year, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. Oh man, that's awesome! Awesome, Tyler. You guys are like guessing on your bird. Um, I like um, owls in general uh, because I actually um, uh, I was listening to a a podcast from Lamar Burton, and he uh, like read one of the, the story that he read was about owls. Um, and I, I really loved the story. I was like, oh, that's a nice bird. Um, I also really love that movie, like the Guardians of Cahool, that owl movie. So mm-hmm. we'll just, we'll say owls. I don't know which, cause I don't know birds, but yeah. <laughs> that's okay. I love the barn owl, but I like it because their ears are not at the same level. And so you give them that cock and they can find their prey real, real easy. So that's, that's all owls, <laughs> by the way. I know, but I like the bar now. <laughs> pretty, but you know, I know. Um, all right, Jason, since you're jumping in, what's your favorite bird? All right, so my favorite bird is the best bird on the planet. Um, it is the peregrine falcon. It's the fastest animal on this whole entire earth. Um, it can be found on six of the seven continents. It lives everywhere. Uh, and I also have a tattoo of it on my arm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh- Peregrine falcon too, because of the speed. But I think everyone likes the speed of a peregrine falcon because that that's amazing that they do it. Um, Ashley, what is your favorite bird? Oh, I really like these birds. Superb birds. They like their mimicry is just so crazy. I mean, I know that the ones they use with David Attenborough were like close to like civilization so they had all these um artificial noises that they could make but it was just so amazing to hear like an animal make those actual sounds that sounds like you know a a camera shutter like or just any kind of like weird um just I don't know human made sounds it's just so strange to me but it's so fascinating at the same time so it just it takes that number one spot (laughs) I understand. I get that. I get that. All right. Sasha, what's your favorite bird? So you got a cat there. So, you know, <laughs> um, actually, my favorite bird is the turkey vulture. Okay. Why the turkey vulture? Because vultures are cool, but also turkey vulture is like super huge. Uh, but <laughs> um, I like vultures because they just, people like, don't like them but they do such a good job at what they do and I also like that they can just vomit on people to just like make them go away <laughs> that's pretty cool okay I mean I can't hate on that I um I like I like educating people about about uh, about them as well just about the bald head and why they're bald headed why there's no feathers on their head so now I don't think people think about that sometimes but okay I love it love it Sheridan what about you? What's your favorite bird? Yes. So my favorite bird, I'm going to have to go with the Northern Cardinal. Um, some people consider it a backyard bird. Well, it is a backyard bird over here in Georgia. Um, 
but I love them because they're very charismatic. Um, I love their laser beam called the pew, pew, pew. Um, that probably sounded nothing like it, but y'all get the gist, okay? And, um, but yeah, they're just, they're, they're a home team classic for me. Um, and then the males are red and black. So, you know, go dogs, go UGA. And uh, yeah, they're a fave. I also have a tattoo of them, but it's on my back and we ain't got to act all that. Well, we, you know, we don't you know, show all that. <laughs> I'm not going to show mine. Um, Doc, what about you? What is your favorite bird? Oh, so um, I only recently got into it, but I will say the bird would be the doctor bird, which is a hummingbird. And it's native to the Caribbean. It is also the national bird of Jamaica. Um, the only reason that I love it so much is because it's tiny and it's fast. And I'm going to challenge Jason by saying it's the best bird ever. That's that. Okay, all right, Jason, you just got challenged. Um, don't know how you feel about that. We don't have to, we're not fighting on this episode. We, we all love birds. I like hummingbirds too, though, because I like the figure eight of the wings when they fly. So that's why I like hummingbirds. So, but I'm not going to say what my favorite bird is because I don't have one. I just like them. I like birds just like I like animals. And But my favorite animal is a cheetah. So I just went off on a whole nother tangent, but that's my favorite animal of all time. Um, so yeah, so we, I do want to respect everyone's time. I know everyone has different perspectives, but I know on the East Coast, it's a little late. So I'm going to go backwards on this. And I want people to say um, how people can find you. And I want you to also say what's something that you want to leave for people to know either about you or your science and make sure that they are following you on whatever um, platform you want to follow them on. So Doc McSippins, how about you tell us what a little bit about you and how we find you? Absolutely. Um, the best way to find me is on Twitter. Um, you can find me again, as I mentioned, um, Sippinsci pod on twitter um s-i-p-n-s-c-i-p-o-d and i think the biggest thing to know is that um science is not inherently inaccessible i don't think that you need to be a special super talented superhero to be a scientist i think what the tricky part comes in is enjoying it and um science is um really just a long form lesson in failure and, 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 you know, things don't work and it's important for you to learn about yourself, how you adapt to that and, and how you get up from that. Um, and that community is, is something that can help you get past that failure. Like, you know, science is really just trying a bunch of stuff and it not working out. And that's okay. That is not a commentary on your ability. It's a commentary on just the way the life is. Like, you know, there are things that we've been trying to understand about the world for millennia, and it's no surprise that you're going to have a tough time trying to figure it out in your lifetime. But that's not about you. That's about just how the, the nature of the game is. And it's important to find community that helps you understand that you're good. You're not a problem. You're not bad at what you do. Um, you're good and you deserve to be here. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. That's why we have the scientific method. You know, you asked a question. Do experiments, probably not gonna work. A lot of times it's not gonna work. Go back to the question. <laughs> Thank you. All Absolutely. right. Sheridan, how about you? Yes. So I have my at name in the my, my little name down there. Um at Beanie Jean underscore. You can find me on also I'm I'm active on all social medias. Um 
I'm always on my phone. So Twitter, Instagram, um, the name of my YouTube channel is also Beanie Jean. And if you're interested in the science portion, um, I do Wildlife Wednesday videos. I posted one yesterday on beginner birder tips. Um, so if you're thinking about getting into birding or um, you just wanna know a little bit more about it, I would definitely suggest watching that video first. Um, and then there's all other types of videos on there. Um, so definitely just go check it out. And um, my biggest takeaway that I would want people to get um, about what I do, I assess um, African-American interest in bird watching. And I think the most important thing is knowing that um, going outside, um, even if you don't have the fancy pair of binoculars, even if you don't have binoculars at all, um, taking an interest in birds and watching them and finding excitement in that is birding. Um, so don't think that you have to um, go all out or you have to be in a specific place. Um, I bird from my porch all the time. Um, get a bird feeder if you wanna see some of the backyard birds a little up close. Um, so yeah, just, just know that um, birding is just being interested and fascinated with birds. So go out and look at some. Yes, yes, amazing. I go outside and I see crows. I don't know why. And that, crows are great. They're actually amazing. They are, but that's that's really what's taking over our neighborhood is crows right now. So that's my birding, my outside birding. But um, <laughs> thank you, Sasha. We're gonna go to you. What about you? Okay. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. It's both uh, Sasha underscore melanated. Melanated is M E L A N A T E D. Uh, you can also uh, follow my YouTube, which is 2S Podcast, um, where I talk to uh, people in STEM and sex workers and those that work in both fields. Uh, and it's just to show that sex work is real work, science is science, and people work in both. Uh, one thing I want, to uh, want people to take away, it kind of has something to do with my field, but Eggs are not dairy. Eggs are not dairy, y'all. <laughs> that's the, that's one thing that I just want more people to amplify. Eggs are not dairy. <laughs> I, I'm sorry you even have to say that. Because wow, okay, thank you for that, uh, Ashley. What about you? Uh, on Instagram and on Twitter, you can find me at the Wildlife Coast. Um, and if you want to learn more about animals, you can follow me on my Instagram because I post the daily wildlife pics there um, and just share a lot of different facts and pictures about animals from all around the world. Um, and also, I would say that, um, I don't know, it's just that, that science is for everyone. And if you have an interest, and it, if it really interests you, if that's your passion, you should stick with that, no matter if you don't know other people or not. I mean, eventually you, you'll run into them eventually, and then you'll have this sense of community or you can find them. Because now, like you say, like we live in the age of technology, we can go on Twitter and find people. Um, and so you're not, you're not alone. You're not alone in your interest and you're not weird, you're not different. You just haven't found those people yet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ashley. All right, Jason, we're on to you. Oh, so again, you know, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jason Ward NY. Um, and once again, uh, 
for those out there who haven't seen Birds of North America, there's 20 episodes waiting for you to binge watch. We're all at home. We're not doing anything anyway, unless you're like going out and going birding. But um, before they lift those restrictions in whatever city you're in, just sit there and binge watch. And if you've seen it, watch it again. Uh, the more views we get, the quicker they'll green light season three. And um, in addition to that, my takeaway would be um, birding is therapeutic and it doesn't take much to be a birder. I'm not a gatekeeper by any stretch of the imagination. If you have eyes, ears, and a sense of curiosity, you can be a birder. So go outside and absorb some of that therapeutic value that the birds provide. Absolutely, absolutely. I love that. Um, we're gonna go on to Armand. Yeah, so uh, again, you guys can find me at, at Devonian underscore one on uh, both Twitter and Instagram. I enjoy posting a lot of pictures of both birds, herps, uh, and plants. I enjoy sharing that knowledge with other people and getting them uh, interested in a lot of those things that we see on a daily basis, but may take for granted. Um, and like Jason said, I think going out in nature in general is very therapeutic, whether it's uh, miles and miles outside of your city or just at the park at the corner. I think that can be in some way a, uh, a way to de-stress yourself, especially from our current social condition that we're in right now. Um, and thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay, Sandra, your turn. Um, so you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at CassTheFish, K-A-S-S-T-H-E-F-I-S-H. Um, and my kind of last takeaway would be to ask questions always. Um, that's kind of the basis of what science is about. And so go outside and start asking questions about what you see and always ask for opportunities. You can never get an opportunity if you don't shoot your shot for it and give it a give it a try so um, yeah if my computer cuts off i apologize it is about to die so oh good yeah that's absolutely true i mean i have a master's in biology and i went with a bunch of geology i mean i have a master's in biology and i went to new zealand with geologists like a year or so ago and it was paid for so yeah you know you know yep. shoot that shot absolutely all right tyler we're gonna go to you yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at, um, at Melliferosity, uh, M-E-L-L-I-F-E-R-O-C-I-T-Y. Um, and first, um, my funding is up this month. I am not tied down by a job, but I will take one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if anyone is out there, I do have a resume and CV to back it up, but also shoot that shot. Um, and my uh, parting advice, I think just broadly would be that you deserve, like, you deserve to be here um, and you don't have to qualify why you are taking up space. Everyone deserves to take the space um, and everyone deserves to find a place where they feel welcome and affirmed to be. Um, and like ask all of the questions you need to ask to make sure that you are in a place um, that will fulfill you. Um, and with, if you're asking those questions and they're balking at the answers, 
then that's probably not where you want to be. Um, and then also another one, more broadly, um, taking up my space. Uh, 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 nature is everywhere. Um, I think that like um, what I've taken away from like Black Birders Week is like you may not be a birder by like when you Google and you see people with binoculars and they know birds. If you can tell if it's a bird or not, you're a birder. I already put that I'm a birder on my CV and I can't take it back because it's written. Um, <laughs> so like whatever you want to be, you literally already are it. Like the, the label doesn't matter. Damn, that was good. All right, I'm sorry. That's right. That, yeah, that was good. Okay, okay. So uh, Kaylee, you got to follow behind that. So go ahead. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> Um, so you can find me on Twitter at uh, black underscore ecologist, um, as I am a black ecologist. Um, and I would say my takeaway is uh, maybe a little bit more for science educators and um, people who do a lot of SciComm is kind of after this week, a lot of organizations and people are talking about how to make their science outreach, you know, reach a more diverse audience, um, go to these communities you're trying to target, work with community leaders, don't reinvent the wheel to try to do your own thing. Also, don't expect, like, don't expect um, people to come to your university or to your museum. Like, you need to actually go to people you want to reach. Um, so work with that. And again, don't reinvent the wheel. Uh, so also talk to community leaders. Don't just push yourself in. So work with folks there. Um, and we can hopefully make science uh, more inclusive. Absolutely. I mean, anybody who's going to be watching this now or in the future, we're here. You can ask us. We'll talk. You have to pay us, but we'll talk. You know, we'll come. Absolutely. All right, Alex, my man, what about you? All right, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at nature underscore Al, and that's nature with N A T U R E underscore A L. And um, I guess the biggest three takeaways um, I would say the first one is like, um, representation matters so uh, especially for the teachers and and the other like people looking for resources for um, any projects of like there's not a lot of pictures of black people um, being scientists but now with the hashtag black in nature black birds we you have a plethora of images of black people um, doing these scientific things. So go ahead and use them. There should not be an excuse anymore. Use this resource uh, that has came about from this week. On um, the second one thing, I guess second and third is like many people already say like nature is for everyone. So um, get out there and go enjoy it. If you don't have anybody to go with you, um, reach out to us and we will try to help you find somebody or maybe someone reading this and uh, they're willing to take somebody you also reach out to us and we can pitch all together and then the last the last one is um be yourself don't put yourself in a box um to fit in like so many other people have said be unapologetically you unapologetically black unapologetically a scientist um you do you um let that let that light shine your passion shine don't hide your passion uh, because someone else is deterred by it uh, but let it, let it shine. A lot of people, uh, especially like people, um, people that are black, um, if they, if someone sees you being like passionate 
or emotional, some people will contribute that to you as having an attitude or, ang or angry. But no, like if you're passionate about something, of course you're gonna you're gonna have high energy for it. So don't hide that. Absolutely, absolutely. So before I let you guys go, just a few comments that had came in while we were talking. One, I love the Peregrine Falcon. Someone else said, an eagle landed in my fountain today. Amazing, love hummingbirds. This is a beautiful to see all these amazing young leaders. Um, and thank you for being here. And someone really liked that comment. I like that. I like the comment about the ears and the eyes and the curiosity. I have a big window with a tree. And so she loves watching birds. So um, I wanted to say thank you again for you guys joining me. Um, for me, you can find me on all social media with Kat Bobino. That's all of them because that's just what I do. I also have a YouTube channel, Kat Bobino, where these types of interviews will be there, plus all the people I've interviewed in the last two years, um, which is a lot of videos. So I'm gonna jump on Jason's bandwagon and be like, y'all ain't got nothing to do. So just go ahead and watch it. Um, and then I rip the audio and make it into a podcast. So In the Know with Kat Bobino is a podcast that you can find on Apple, iTunes, on Google Play, on anything that has a podcast, I put that podcast on there. And lastly, my biggest dream is to make this into a real TV show where I'm talking about talking to diverse people in STEM and having them teach us about whatever science, tech, engineering, math they do instead of trying to be the one person who knows it all. Because I'll admit, I don't know everything. And that's why I come to people like you guys and ask you, what do you know and share it with our community? But again, thank you, thank you, thank you guys so much for being a part of this. I'm going to save this and put it on YouTube and send all of you the links so that you guys can share it with your various platforms and uh, go from there. So thank you so much. And I hope you guys have an excellent, excellent night and weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you. You too, thanks for having me. Of course. Good night. Good night. Good night.